Chapter 2 On that day, the last Friday in July, Max Rupert woke well before dawn. He opened his eyes and waited a moment to let wake and sleep separate in his head. A shadow in the shape of a cross floated on the wall beside him, cast there by a yellow streetlight bleeding through his windowpane. Outside, the air conditioner clicked on and whirred as if this was just another day, but it wasn't just another day. He reached a hand to her side of the bed, touching the undisturbed sheets, feeling the slight rise where the mattress remained unaffected by four years of her absence. He grazed his fingers across the soft cotton and felt the pain in his chest grow and ebb with each breath. She used to wake up before him, a morning glory to his night owl. In so many ways she brought balance to his life. Nobody but Jenny could cut through his wall of self-control and expose the childlike happiness he kept locked away. He'd never laughed so hard as when they were alone and she felt free to unleash her cutting wit. And she loved pretty things. Porcelain dolls, silver candlesticks, and china teacups still filled the shelves and covered the fireplace mantel. He'd learned to take care of her flowers, the chrysanthemums she'd planted in front of the house. He remembered that first year when they bloomed, how he wanted to tee off on those flowers the way Bill Murray had done in Caddyshack. He didn't, of course. And now, every year, Max tended to those flowers the way she had done for so long. But there were other ways in which Jenny and Max were not counterweights, but a perfect blend. She loved fishing as much as he did. They both loved black-and-white movies and heavily buttered popcorn, and they enjoyed sitting in silence together. Whether it was reading books or just swinging on the porch swing, it didn't matter, as long as she was there. Those moments of tranquility sometimes reminded him of their first date and how he fell in love with her. He no longer remembered the homecoming dance itself or the dinner before, but he remembered how stunning she looked. He remembered the way her simple dress accentuated her natural beauty in the same way that dew can make a rose sparkle. But what he remembered the most from that night was what happened after the dance. They'd gone to a party at a friend's house. Some kids talked, others made out, and still others navigated the waters between budding relationships and breakups. He remembered sitting on a couch with Jenny, caught up in the only moment of awkward silence they had come across all evening. He had his arm stretched across her shoulders, his palm dangling in the air. Oh, he wanted to kiss her. His thoughts tangled around the logistics. How to create an opening for the kiss. How to move in, open-lipped or closed. He contemplated what he would do if she kissed him back, or, God forbid, if she didn't. He had never been more nervous. Then she moved, turning into him just enough to lay her head on his shoulder. She put her hand on his chest and sighed. Not the sigh of a tired high school girl, but the sigh of a young woman content with the world. The struggles in Max's head vanished. He no longer thought about angles and lips and reactions. All he wanted to do was hold her. He lowered his dangling hand until it rested on her hip, his fingers gently pressing against the soft cotton of her dress. At that moment he felt more deeply for her than he'd ever felt for anyone ever before. He tenderly kissed the top of her head, and that was enough. How many times over the years had they sat in that exact same position, 
slowly rocking on the porch swing or watching TV from their couch. How many times had he kissed the top of her head and told her that he loved her? And to himself he would whisper the promise that he would always protect her. He would never let anything bad happen to her. It had been four years to the day since he broke that promise. On that first morning when he woke up without her, he could barely pull himself out of bed, and when he did, he crawled to her closet and wrapped himself in her sweaters and blouses, things she'd worn, things waiting to be washed on the day of her death. He pressed the fabric to his face and inhaled her essence until his last tear fell and he could again put on the facade of strength that he wore for everyone else. He returned to that closet a few times over those first months, repeating his ritual until the scent in Jenny's clothes surrendered to the dust and decay of time. As months turned to years, he found a way to live with the sadness.